Hello and welcome back to the second episode of A Method to the Madness, our Breaking Bad edition. This time we'll be covering episode two of season one, that is Cats in the Bag. I'm your host, Mitchie, and joining me today is Patrick. Hello. And as always, we'll just be reading through the plot summary, discussing as we go along, paragraph by paragraph, and then we might have a few, few things to say overall about the episode afterwards. So get us started, Pat. Sick. All right. Walt and Jesse return the RV to Jesse's house, which was previously owned by Jesse's late aunt. When they open the RV to remove the two bodies inside, they notice that Crazy 8 is still breathing, despite inhaling the toxic phosphine gas. The unconscious Crazy 8 is taken into the basement and secured to a pole with a bike lock around his neck. Walt suggests that they should use hydrofluoric acid to dissolve Emilio's corpse so that it leaves no evidence behind. Walt and Jesse must dispose of the corpse and kill Crazy 8, and toss a coin to see who will do which task. Jesse wins and chooses to dispose of the corpse, leaving Walt to kill Crazy 8. Yeah. I I suppose the first instance of chance is the safety being on the gun, but this is like the first major one that that has a major role in deciding Walt's fate is the coin toss. Yeah. Yeah. Who, like, who knows if Walt would have gone down the same path had he not had to kill Crazy 8, you know? That's actually very true because it does, as we see later on, develop him into the murderer that he is. Yeah. But, um... Obviously, in this episode, though, which which is interesting, is that he doesn't actually go through with it. Mm. And, you know, that ambiguity there and the de- the decision-making he has to go through is kind of... it's it, Like I was saying before in the previous episode, it's so human. Like, it shows him as such a human character. Because what if that was you? And what I find interesting about this as well is that, like, there's almost no remorse whatsoever about killing Emilio. Um, what do you call it? He created the phosphine gas in the RV, which ended up killing them. And indirectly... Well, he, Killed him in hot blood, I would say. You know, like yeah. warm, not cold-blooded murder. Like, it was kind of justified they were going to kill him. But there's almost no remorse about that, you know. There's no, no, there's, they don't think about it or anything like that. But when it comes to this, where they're holding this guy in the basement like a fucking animal, and he has to just outright kill him in cold blood, really, while he's entrapped like that, it things become so much more different. And I, and I think it does a very good job of kind of exploring that. Yeah, it was a very clever way of smoothing the transition a bit from uh walter white to you know a killer yeah because as you said he 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 killed emilio in hot blood and it was sort of justified but in you know like who knows if he would have gone through with killing crazy eight if he hadn't already you know indirectly killed emilio kind of yeah exactly Yeah. yeah yeah and the interesting part is is that they um so i think we might have discussed in that prelude podcast but the scientific theory he's talking about in the in the classroom is about chirality and this idea that mm. there's these two molecules that have the exact same composition, but they're just mirror images of one one another. And as a result, they act completely differently. And he, he gives an example of that, which is thalidomide, which, you know, caused terrible birth defects back in the 70s. Remember that in chemistry class, Pat? I do, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and says literally like good and bad. And I think that is like a better analogy for Walter White's personality eventually than even the Heisenberg uncertainty principle, because it's like him looking in the mirror, you know, and and what's looking back at him is the kingpin evil Walter White. And that's mm. kind of foreshadowing what's to come. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. I, I like how it's a bit more, more overt this time that he, he notices the parallels of himself explaining this, uh, like chemical phenomenon you know yeah he, he sort of trails off at the end and like yeah he, he's like looking at looking away yeah next paragraph go for it okay walt instructs jesse to buy a bin made from polyethylene in which the corpses can be properly dissolved but jesse cannot find a bin big enough to accommodate it walt thinks about suffocating crazy eight but is unable to go through with the act he instead gives crazy eight food water and toilet paper out of guilt 
When Jesse returns home and asks if Crazy Eight has been killed yet, Walt promises to take care of Crazy Eight the next day. Meanwhile, Skylar begins to suspect that Walt is doing something in secret due to his recent strange behaviour. After Jesse makes a call to Walt's home phone, Skylar traces his phone number online and discovers his drug-related website. She questions Walt as to who he is, and Walt lies by saying that Jesse sells him marijuana. Skylar finds his address and confronts Jesse while he's trying to dispose of Emilio, warning him that her brother-in-law is a DEA agent. Skylar doesn't notice the corpse. I love I love Jesse's website. Why does yeah. he have a website? <laughs> well, he sells weed. <laughs> yeah, um, but do you have a website for that? Yeah, I mean, I don't know what the law is in New Mexico, but presumably he gets away uh, with it. Probably... Probably back then it was still illegal. Anyway, yeah, yeah. I, I, I like the um, I like the entrepreneurship. Yeah, <laughs> milfs. Yeah, she's like, what's a milf? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So this is interesting. Um, <laughs> Walt does the complete opposite of killing Crazy Eight. He fucking nourishes him. Yeah, gives him food and water. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it's it's very compelling. This this struggle between it is. You know, because yeah. you know what they could do. Is just leave him there until he dies. Th- that's what I was thinking. Yeah. yeah, like it would be like almost as indirect as, or it's it's the most indirect way of killing him. It's 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 obviously they they're the ones they imprison him down there, but like it's a lot more easier to do that. Sorry, a lot easier to do mm. that than uh, having to choke him. Be, you know, I, yeah. I like when Walt is cycling through the methods of killing him. He pulls out a knife. He's like, no. Gets out a gun. He's like, no. And then he sees a plastic bag, which would be. You know, the most, the least heinous way to kill him, I suppose, like the least uh, graphic. Yeah. So it's in- it's interesting Walter's mindset of like, you know, sort of justifying killing in a way where it's like, uh, as if there's like a spectrum of murder. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And I think that's, again, another such a human response of this character is that like, yeah. what would you do if you were in that situation, Pat? You know, like... <laughs> how would you kill yeah, someone that's... if you had to or would you kill them like it's just such a and, and you know people watch it and they're like the people watch this episode and they're like oh it's not really much going on in a plot but like he doesn't even get around to killing him and i don't think he even kills him next episode i think it's the episode after that is it i, I can't remember but anyway we'll find uh, out, but... i can't even remember either yeah yeah but like it's just like because this deliberating and this thinking that he has to go through just highlights how like still doing it but keeping it entertaining as well because there's a lot of other shit going on but doing that it's just so important because it highlights how human what is and i think that's something that a lot of shows just kind of neglect you know like what happens when you murder someone internally yeah it stands out it's it's a very contemplative series for sure yeah yeah anything else no all right jesse does not find the specific plastic bin walt instructed him to use so he decides to dissolve the corpse in the upstairs bathtub However, the hydrofluoric acid dissolves the ceramic and metal bathtub along with the body. This causes the ceiling beneath it to collapse, spilling Emilio's liquefied remains onto the hallway below. Walt tells Jesse that hydrofluoric acid will dissolve anything except plastic. Meanwhile, two Na- Native American children playing in the desert find Walter's gas mask. Mm. Now, this is this is like, you know, I think especially in the early episodes of a show, you need like kind of selling points to keep yeah. your audience hooked. Yeah. This, this ending where the remains of Emilio fall through this fucking gross, goopy, you know, awful, pretty much. Yeah. That, yeah, that was like a really shocking moment, I remember. Yeah. Something something you hardly see is like the nitty gritty of disposing bodies in it, shows. You it's, know. it's it's an, it's literally an icon of Breaking Bad, this, this scene. Yeah. And like, I honestly, I think it's one of the best scene endings in, uh, best episode endings in all of the whole show. It's one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just so good. Like, you just started watching this show 
and then this happens and it's like so fucking good like yeah. just because it, it comes down to like jesse's stupidity of why that happened <laughs> like you know it's just ridiculous like it's almost like absurd but it kind of makes sense as well like and even though Walter got like the short end of the stick having to kill Crazy Eight, he still has to help him yeah. like clean up Amelia. <laughs> I guess that's the next episode, but you know, like Walter Walt ends up doing both jobs anyway. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. And and like like I didn't understand. Like, surely you could find a fucking box big enough. Like, I don't know. Like <laughs> yeah. he's just such like Jesse's just such an idiot. And and like <laughs> Jesse, yeah. Yeah. I find it interesting. You'll you love him though. Yeah, yeah, I love he's him. He's endearing. Yeah. And that's like it's interesting because like it's such a it, again it's such a scientific reason why that like that would happen and a lot of this kind of stuff in this is based around science like they kill people with uh what kills those two with phosphine gas earlier and he obviously knows that because he's a chemist and in this time it's all about like like acid dissolving things like it's cool how there's a little bit of science always in everything a touch of it what does he call dissolving them like chemical dis- disincorporation something. disincorporation <laughs> yeah <laughs> very clinical way of putting it yeah yeah he gets the hydrofluoric acid from his school do schools normally have hydrofluoric acid like surely that seems like a really corrosive and dangerous chemical to keep out of school well that's the interesting thing so hydrofluoric acid is actually one of the worst acids to dissolve a human body with you're better off going for hydrochloric or nitric or sulfuric acid oh uh just the way it works is just not as good at dissolving things like bone and stuff um but apparently mythbusters did try to prove uh, did a myth thing where they basically recreated the scene to see whether you could burn a body with acid uh, sorry dissolve a body with acid and it's actually quite difficult to do but hf hydrofluoric acid is like not a good one the interesting thing about it though is is that it's it's very um it's very deadly so hydrofluoric acid if you get a splash on you you pretty much die because it poisons you which other acids don't do that. Right. So I find it interesting that they picked this acid. To me, it doesn't make much sense because, A, it's one of the most dangerous acids out there. So a high school, like you're right, shouldn't have it. They should have other things like hydrochloric. And B, it's not even that good at dissolving bodies anyway. But, I mean, we, we fucked with hydrochloric acid in school. Hydrochloric? Yeah. Hydrochloric's fine. So, like, hydrochloric, you can get down your skin and it'll burn you, but, like, it won't poison you. Yeah, true. Um, but it's a lot better at dissolving shit. Like dissolving organic shit. This I, I really love this ending of the the two kids finding the mask. It yeah establishes Walter's effects on the world. Like or even even this early on, he's having an impact on like the uh, part of the world that he doesn't even notice. You know. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. It's a, it's a pretty big theme throughout the series. Yeah. One thing I liked about uh, this episode is that you learn more about, I guess, Walter's true self. So. I, I didn't discuss this in the last episode, but in the, in the pilot, he's just a real feeble character, right? And Hank just pushes him around and kind of almost bullies him in a way. And, you know, with the where he's holding a gun at his birthday party and stuff. Yeah. But then the interesting thing is he's got this massive change of character the first time, actually, in the whole series when he meets Jesse Pinkman. When he meets Jesse Pinkman at his property... He starts speaking to him like he's his teacher, I suppose. Like he's he's used to that, right? Like yeah. Jesse's his student, and he that's when he holds a little bit of authority, you know. And and because he's got the knowledge of how to cook meth, but then in his usual life, he's just got none of that knowledge, like no knowledge at all about that kind of thing. And in this episode, he starts to kind of break out of that more. And when they go into the ultrasound appointment with um when he's there with Skylar he tells her to climb out of his ass which is like fucking great quote and like you just kind of like see that he's 
already changing as a character, you know, like he's become more confident and, and, you know, you see the little, little nuances of his character. Like he's such a, he, he pisses me off quite a lot because he's just such an argumentative, like, you know, Jesse and him argue a lot and then he'll say his bit, but then you won't listen to anything that Jesse wants to say. It's so fucking he's funny. He's very stubborn. Yeah. But he's also such yeah. a dick because he won't listen to what Jesse say <laughs> because he know because he just looks at him like he's an idiot. That's what he does. Yeah. 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 Is, yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, like, you know, that's that's one of the most salient things about his downfall is that he fails to recognize what he what he's done wrong. Like, he, he doesn't yeah. want to take responsibility ever. Like, uh, you know, he's like, Jesse's trying to tell him, like, this is your responsibility because you came to me wanting to cook meth. And he's like, no, 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 you brought those guys, you know, to our van. Yeah. Like, he, he, he I guess they're both in the wrong, but, you know, like, he just, he's, yeah, he's very stubborn. He is. Oh, and, it, yeah. it, and it's basically his downfall. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, got anything else? No, that's it. All right, sweet. All right, well, yeah, thanks for listening. Join us next episode. See ya. So right now, what I need is for you to climb down out of my ass. Can you do that? Will you do that for me, honey? Will you please, just once... Get off my ass. You know, I'd appreciate it. I really would. If you like this series, Mitch is going to tell you where you can find more of these. Yep, so you can find us on Spotify, YouTube, iTunes, SoundCloud, or Stitcher. And we've also got a website, amtgm.com, where you can find our fabulous episodes on Breaking Bad. If you have any questions, queries, insights, or criticism, you can send them to mail at amtgm.com. And as always, thank you for listening.